he'd take me with him to his gun club. I'd stand, tucked into the solid embrace of his larger, stronger body, while he showed me how to position my hands on the grip of a relatively petite twenty-two, how to sight down the barrel, home in on the bullseye. The first few times, I missed the target completely, the sound of the gunshot startling me, causing me to flinch, even with ear protection. Time and time again, Justin would patiently correct me, his voice a low rumble against the back of my neck as he helped me level out my aim. Sometimes, we never made it home. We'd end up naked in the closet of the rifle range or in the back seat of his SUV. He'd dig his fingers into my hips, urging me faster and harder, and I'd obey, out of my mind with gunpowder and lust and pure, mind-blowing power. Salt. Gunpowder. Oranges. Justin excused himself to use the bathroom. When he left, I rearranged the pasta on my plate so it would appear as if I'd eaten. Then I opened my purse and, under the cover of the table, doled out four white pills. I popped them as a single handful, chased down with half a glass of water. Then I picked up my glass of champagne and steeled myself for the evening's main event. Justin drove us the five minutes home. He'd purchased the Boston townhouse pretty much the same day we'd confirmed that I was pregnant. From doctor's office to real estate office. He brought me to see it after reaching a verbal agreement, the big game hunter showing off his trophy. I probably should have been offended by his high-handedness. Instead, I'd walked through four and a half stories of gorgeous hardwood floors, soaring nine-foot ceilings, and intricate hand-carved moldings, and felt my jaw drop. So this is what five million dollars bought you. Bright, sunlit rooms, a charming rooftop patio, not to mention an entire neighborhood of beautifully restored red-brick buildings nestled shoulder to shoulder like long-lost friends. Justin gave me carte blanche. Furniture, art, draperies, carpets. Do whatever I had to do. Spend whatever I had to spend. Just make this our home. So I did. Like that scene out of Pretty Woman, except it involved slathering painters and decorators and antique dealers, all plying their wares while I sat my pregnant bulk on various divans and with an elegant wave of my hand ordered a bit of this, a dash of that. We were giddy those days. Justin was working a major hydroelectric project. He'd helicopter in and out, literally, and I'd show off the latest progress on our home, while he rubbed my lower back and brushed back my hair to nuzzle the side of my neck. Then, Ashlyn, and joy, 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 happy, happy, happy. Justin beamed snapped photos, showed off his precious baby girl to anyone who made eye contact. His crew filed into our Boston townhouse, muddy boots left in the gleaming foyer so a bunch of former Navy SEALs and ex-Marines could make googly eyes at our sleeping daughter in her pink-coated nursery. They swapped tips on diaper changing and proper swaddling, then set out to teach a newborn how to burp the ABCs. Justin informed them their sons would never date his daughter. 
They accepted the news good-naturedly, then made googly eyes at me instead. Now, Justin slowed the Range Rover, starting the futile search for curbside parking. Our townhouse included a lower-level garage, a luxury nearly worth the property taxes, but of course Justin saved the space for me, leaving him to play the highly competitive game of street parking in downtown Boston. He passed by our townhouse once, and my gaze automatically went up to the third-story window, Ashland's room. Window was dark, which surprised me, as she was supposed to be staying in for the evening. Maybe she simply hadn't bothered with the overhead light, sitting before the glow of her laptop instead. Fifteen-year-olds could spend hours like that. Justin found a space. A quick reverse, a short pull forward, and he'd neatly tucked the Range Rover into place. He came around the front.